Welcome to NPR's Music Hour. It's been uh, how long I've always since we've wanted, done? I've always wanted to be a commentator on NPR. I think I could pull it off. You probably could. I think I could. We're on what, 45 now, right? Are we on 45? I, I don't know. I haven't out. figured that out yet. Should Let we me... just reset it? Should we just go back to zero? Uh... I mean, no, no resets. No resets. No resets. No takes these backsies. Yeah, no takes these backsies. No. Because I'm supposed to do the 50th. So, mm. Matches so his I guess age. you just can't beat here right now, Marty. Get out of here. In honor of Rich Bickle coming Fuck tonight, you could just go 45 with 45 it. Is yeah, 45 sounds good. Yeah, 45, this sounds good. All right, we'll say 45, Mike Gardner. Dean Metko. Mm. Rich Bickle. Wow. <laughs> Going out on a limb on that one, eh, Nano? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, welcome to the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. It's been months. Uh, almost a year. Yeah. No. And now three weeks. No, we, we did, did one during COVID. Yeah, uh, we did one during We did a COVID pod. Because Matt was five minutes behind. Yeah, it was the best one we ever did. <laughs> five minutes behind is better than not being there. So I was pretty proud of that. He's but, at his girlfriend's house. Yeah, blame her. And the connection was awful. bad. Thanks a lot, Spectrum. Wink, wink. Get working on it. <laughs> I was there the entire time. Well, was she and, streaming? And visible. She's watching Chip and Joanna. It's important stuff, man. Yeah, I, I suppose. thought he was gonna say Chip and Dale's. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. Hey, uh, I wasn't looking closer to your I wasn't looking the, the entire time. There you go. Anyway, we are here from the X Bar in downtown Kakana, week number three, Fox River Racing Club, Wisconsin International Raceway Action. We have a victorious Mike King with us here on week number three. Mike, thanks for joining us and thanks, guys. congratulations on one heck of a victory. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Just burnt orange four. Yeah. Set sail. I copper. Was, I, I it's was, copper. I was told when I came in for <laughs> practice day that I was supposed to comment that it looked like a root beer barrel. And now apparently that's catching on. A&W root beer, though. Yeah, well. Only the high quality stuff. After all the kids came down tonight and, and said they liked the root beer car, uh, we will be bringing root beer barrels in the pits from now on. I like awesome. It. Yes. I like it. That, that's Bargs perfect. is better than A&W. Just no, it is not. Ooh. Wow, blasphemy. No. Blasphemy yeah. coming from the other side of the table here. Bargs. Oh. Quit chopping. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Jolly good. There you go. Spreckers. Spreckers is good stuff. Yes. yes. Anyway, Mike, uh, so you get to the lead after the restart. You take it away from Chase Randerson. Well, can but I? he didn't, like, run away from you. Right. I, I, I got to stop, stop you when you say I take the lead after the restart because uh, – before we lined up, I was uh, apparently I was freaking out on the radio to my spotter asking him what I should do, take the inside or the outside. And he pretty much told me if I didn't take the outside, he was going to kick me in the nuts. So, <laughs> Can I just ask, apparently you were freaking out, like you kind of blacked out or something and you had to be reminded of this? Well, I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence last year because the car was not very good all year last year, so I lost a lot of confidence in what I do um, we have a lot of people helping this year to make sure that the car is faster and it uh, taking the outside was definitely the right choice one of those people that's helping make the car faster is uh, car owning championship uh, crew chief for you tonight uh, Dennis, D Chase Dennis Chase yep. yeah, right yep. away. yeah yeah he is uh, people people think that Dennis comes across as a is uh, an ass because he's so quiet. But the reason why he's so quiet is he's always thinking. He's always thinking of how to, I mean, not just about his cars. I mean, he's been, I showed up at the shop one day and he was working on our car. He wasn't working on his own cars, he was working on our car. So he's always thinking of ways to make the race cars that he's involved with go faster. And it's definitely, it's definitely a fun piece to drive right now, for sure. Yeah, and I guess we should mention, you know, Andy, your brother Brian, winning the first two races. The late models this year, since we're on the on the topic, great racing. First three weeks have been just excellent, entertaining racing in that division. Absolutely, but where are our cars? We need cars. I know there's a lot of cars out there. Guys, guys got them sitting, but I think the late model class has been probably the the first three weeks the best class out there. I mean, we put on a good show. The first first two weeks were green to checkered. So if guys got their cars sitting because they're afraid of wrecking. Don't be afraid of wrecking. These guys have, everybody's really put on a good show this year so far and, I mean, showed a lot of respect. And um, I know in years past, the late models were always notorious for yellow flags. We couldn't make more than two laps without causing a caution. So 
we need to get those cars that are sitting in the garages right now and get them out here. Yeah, in that same vein, car count, the uh, quarter mile late model class essentially doubled from what yes. they had last yeah. year. So yeah, they had more cars than, than us tonight. Yeah, hopefully long term that creates a stepping stone for people to move up to the late model division Absolutely. after the quarter mile late models. Yeah, and we're starting to see, you know, the quarter mile late model class sort of began as uh, guys coming out of retirement with cars, but now we're starting to see some of the younger drivers. You look at a Heather Wolfgram who's kind of using it as a stepping stone. Nick so Van. It, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's kind of turning into a division where drivers are now making a move up from whether it be the sizzling fours or the street stocks or whatnot to try to jump up onto the half mile. Kelsey? Yeah. Kelsey. I was Kel trying to think of Kelsey's name for the longest Kelsey Hayes? Point. Yes. Kelsey yeah. Hayes used Kelsey it Hayes, yeah. a couple of years ago as a little bit of a stepping stone. Yeah, and we kind of and we saw Brandon Reichenberger do it this year, right? Yeah, exactly. he was running on the quarter yep. mile late models last year. Now he's up in the Divine Car. Last time last week and looking mm -hmm. good on the half mile. Yeah, Mike, gotta ask you. I've seen you at racetracks before doing other things like, namely, waving the flags. Yeah, you've been all around racing. Let's kind of tell everybody a little bit about your history here, and you know, tell us how you got hooked up with Marty and the whole crew. Well, I got hooked on racing because of my father. He raced figure eight for 20 years. Um, I, it, it, it's been a passion of mine since I was a little kid. Um, been friends with Marty for a long time. I mean, I can't even, I can't even count how many years I've been friends with him. And uh, one night we were, we were sitting at the bar one night, and he was talking about buying a car. And I told him, I said, "Well, we need somebody to drive it. I'll drive it for you." And uh, that car that he bought. Um, we never really put together. Um, then we ended up buying a, buying a complete car from Randy Boyg, which was Johnny Van's old car, and that's how this all got started. Um, at first, when he bought the car, it was his car. Um, we ran that car for two years, and then uh, we built the car that we have now, and that's how it kind of came into a co-ownership. So... Um, it's been good. I mean, we got a pretty nice car. We did a. It's an old chassis, but I don't think they really know their age. Yeah, and I was just going to mention that too. So a lot of times you'll see guys out there that have a left-hander, a pathfinder, a race tech. What you have is a little bit different from your racing background. You've built some relationships with some people on the dirt. Yep. Tell yep. us a little bit about your car. Um, this car is was originally a Rander car. Um, now it's a Mutt. Um, I'm good friends with Kenny Richards. Kenny raced asphalt back in the day. He's really good at the Dells. Um, Marty and I talked to him one year at the Oshkosh Fall Classic about doing some work on the car that we have now. Pretty much before we even bought it, I kind of told him we were going to buy one, and I wanted him to put a, a front stub on it and do some work to it. And He agreed, so we took it down to him. And um, That first year we had the car, we won a feature with it the first year we had it. Um, and then we struggled last year. We had some things go wrong, and um, we took it back to Kenny this winter and had him go through it, and he found quite a few things that we did wrong. Um, we had things out of place, and he got us steered in the right direction. So our uh, car is a lot better this year than it was last year. Yeah, it definitely shows, and uh, <clears throat> like you said, Kenny's been around the sport so long, and I think there's a lot of things, too, that transfer from – dirt to asphalt so i know joe vertican just wrote an article a little bit about this for the post crescent uh give us a little bit of your racing background on the dirt and how that's transferred over to the asphalt well i the first car that i bought it was a figure eight car i bought from festus lemmers and the whole intention was to race asphalt with it um well go back to Justin Stuck and I actually bought a dirt car. We raced asphalt with it in 1999. We switched on and off. And I won my first feature in that car um, by by punting Kenny Van Wyken out of the way to win. But Kenny's car seemed to be really wide back in the day. Uh, Marty was flagging that race, and he gives me shit to this day about punting him out of the way. Um, but the then win. the first car that I owned myself I bought from Festus. And uh, there's an old figure eight car. It was... <laughs> it was a <laughs> well. It's officially a podcast again. Yeah, it's not a podcast it's without a Ross. Podcast again. Let me guess, Jim Beam Bombs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. big surprise! Yeah. 
It's not a podcast until Russ Lorbecki starts dropping profanities. <laughs> Welcome to the Rumble Over the Thunder, everyone. So anyway, the figure eight car was kind of a, a hunk of shit, and uh, I ran it. I got invited to go to the Chilton Fall Invitational with it that year, and I had so much fun racing on the dirt, I decided to convert it to a dirt car and, and race it. Um, I uh, got rid of that car a few years later, and I bought another dirt, another dirt street stock, and we raced 2005 and 2006 at the Kelly McCauley Fairgrounds, and we won the championship back-to-back in those two years. Um, still missed the asphalt, so I back and forth. You know, I raced the super stock. Um, God, 2012, 2011, Bill Diedrich and I te- teamed up, uh, bought Andy Cassavant's car, uh, the one Trevor Howard has now, and uh, ran that car for two years and then did the dirt thing in a Grand National for two more years, and then now uh, Marty and I teamed up. and So uh, dirt's a lot of fun. I do both. In fact, I'm supposed to be racing tomorrow night on the dirt in Chilton. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So let me ask you this. How much does it change your perspective being on the other side? Because I've seen you flag before. Was it bad? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I just I mean I've, <laughs> I've heard you announce before. I've seen better. <laughs> I've seen better. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's that's kind of odd because not a lot of race car drivers get to see that other side and have that other s- mentality set that you get from being an official how does that change the way you race or does it change the way you race you try to turn it off how does that work out well it i i first started when uh the tech inspector for luxembourg passed away um the year escapes my memory but i was asked to be a tech inspector to replace him and that year of inspecting was really different i'd I knew a lot about racing, and uh, it, it puts – I used to be the guy to go and bitch at the tech inspector and the flag man, and now I think everybody that races should have to tech at least one night and be in the flag stand at least one night because it I gives you a whole different perspective on how everything operates. So it's, it's definitely fun. I like doing both. Um, this year I'm kind of taking a step back to focus on – what we're doing driving-wise, uh, I had too many things on my plate with having kids and stuff like that and, and, and racing myself, so we're, I'm taking a step back from that. Maybe I'll get back to it when I retire from driving. There you go. So you hear that, Andy? Now you get to jump onto our side. Come to the dark side, my friend. Well, your dad was harassing me quite mightily tonight, so, yeah, I, I guess was, maybe I should was, spend some was, time what, in tech. What was wrong? What was right? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong? I don't know. I made it through there just fine. Oh, I don't know. I just get picked <laughs> on, I think. I don't know. I've, I've done a little bit of it. The only thing I've never done at a racetrack. No, actually, I have. I've hand scored. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do at the racetrack. If you're ever interested in getting involved, we can find a place for you. There's no question about that. But it is interesting because it gives you a completely different perspective. I don't know the race car driver side. I only know the official side. And I know yep. there's always a lot you of... You got in that little sand buggy thing or uh, jobber two boy, years ago. Yeah. Well, that was just practice. I mean, that was <laughs> that was no fun. I am I'm really threatening this one back behind me that I want to get a legend car and race. But uh, Those are cool. Why do you need to threaten her? Uh she looks excited. She's not. She's not so keen on it yet. But I think. How we'll, big's your garage? We'll get her. How big's your garage? You got room for it? Yeah. Big enough to fit a legend car, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think I could talk her into it. Yeah. The, the, I'll the, sponsor you. There we go. Perfect. The, the flagman. Being a flagman is. Uh, it's. There's a lot of stuff going on. So. You definitely can't see everything, and you rely on your your eyes around the racetrack but um it's definitely like i like i said it definitely puts it into a different perspective being a driver you know because being in the race car i constantly have it going through my head you know if i was flagging this race and i would do this actually when i'm sitting in the seat driving the car i'm thinking about stuff like that so it, it just puts a different view on things and even better you know what you can get away with. <laughs> you know what you can get away with. It all depends on who's working at exactly. the racetrack. You 
know, hey, there's no way he's going to see me do this. Turn three and four. Perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. I'm not saying nothing. Unless <laughs> he's a good spotter there. Unless he's a good spotter there. Um, Mike, we always like to afford the opportunity for anybody that comes and joins us. Tell us a little bit about your sponsors, people that make it possible for you to do what you do. Oof. I said tonight when they interviewed me, um, I kind of feel like Rick Spoo in a way. <laughs> Stop teasing me. Nice job, Pebbles. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Rick Spoo in a way. You guys remember Rick Spoo from back in the day. He had so many sponsors on his car, it took him forever to read them off. And I have the guy that letters my car, Woody, he uh, he gives me a hard time every year because I, it seems like I have more and more sponsors every year. I got I have 35 sponsors on the car this year. Um, Why the, didn't you fill up my sponsor information form? I did. Did you? Yes, I, I did, and I submitted it. Yeah, it's submit, and then it had error because there was over 260 yeah, characters. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it said use commas. <laughs> for your sponsors. There you go. Andy filled one out. Yeah, I, I did fill one out. I'm going to have to look. Yes. Have to go back. If you didn't get it, you'll have to let me know because... I don't I don't recall seeing it. Maybe I'll have to, to email check. you one. Perfect. I can get it into the Excel All right. file. <laughs> well, Pro One Janitorial is one of my biggest sponsors. They've been with me for a long time. Um, Marie started coming to the racetrack in Sturgeon Bay when I raced up there on the dirt and, and uh, she's been on the car for a long time. Um, Baumgart Tire and Wheel, they sponsored my dad back in the day. They sponsor me right now. Uh, Austinson Home Solutions is new for this year. Um, Lindsay Kate Real Estate, uh, Milas Flat Work. I can't, can't forget the X-Bar. I mean, Craig supports a lot of racers out there. I mean, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have beer to drink every week. So, <laughs> um, Roundabout Bar and Grill, Marty's Place. Uh, Marty Nussbaum, competition specialists, uh, Chase Motorsports, uh, Rescue a Dog, Road Trip, uh, Spirits, and uh, God, Van Zeeland Collision and Paint, WIR, yeah, Pete Van Zeeland. That beautiful paint job that everybody thinks looks like a root beer barrel <laughs> that's actually copper. He did that. Copper's uh, too heavy. It can't uh, be copper. It, it, it's really pretty in the sun. I'm going to bring a penny over next week. We'll see if it's copper. All right. Well, I told I sure told send it up first. I told my okay. kids that I drive a big penny. <laughs> so, um, it's a four-cent piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more than four cents. <laughs> uh, Gnome Games. Uh, Gnome Games is one of them that came on last year after we wrecked. Uh, we backed it into the wall. Uh, Pat actually sent me a message on Facebook asking if there was anything he could do to help us put the car back together. So... Um, he he sent us some money last year to put the car back together, and I gave him a sponsor photo at the end of the year, and he told me he wanted his name back on our car again. So he yeah, so he's grateful for that. Um, Envirotech equipment. Um, you got a powder coat sponsor. Right yeah, core, core powder coating. Yep, can't forget Keith, um, one of the best around. Um, he powder coated that. The chassis that we have, and he does a lot of work for us too. Maybe he could do some copper wheels. Oh, that would be sweet. That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. That'd really slow you down because copper's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, I heard that once before. <laughs> Twenty-five pound weight break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your dad would go for that. <laughs> I'll talk him into it. All right. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Motomart. Motomart's new this year. We've been working on Motomart for a few years because Marty wi Marty's wife works there, and we finally got them to. Did you get that through Royce? Uh, Royce actually sponsors us on his own. There you go. So, Royce yeah, Royce, Royce sponsors Royce us Ross also. Here, yep. Vintage Racer. Yep. Heavily involved in all the motomarts in the area. Yep. Uh, Valley View Unloaders, um, another one that came on board this year, uh, gave us gave us a good chunk to, to help us out. Uh, Outlaw, Outlaw Chassis and, Suspe and Suspension, Kenny Richards, I can't forget him. Um, just, uh, just the tips by Shauna. God, I can't, I can't remember. You got them. I, you got yeah. it covered. I think that so. That was thirty-five. That's, well, a, that's no, a great no, that wasn't thirty-five. Breeze Dairy Group. They're a new <laughs> that's one a great too. Problem to have. Yeah, I, I, am very grateful for every sponsor we have. And if, if I forgot any, I'm really, really sorry. But I don't have a hot shot in front of me to see them, and it's hard to remember thirty-five of them. So, <laughs> great problem to have. It is. So. It really is. Given the state of everything, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. And, and how did that affect you, Mike? I, I think that's something that kind of got lost in, you know, we haven't talked to racers for a little while. I've talked to a couple racers just away from what's been going on here. This whole deal with starting late and things like that, that really kind of put you guys a little bit behind an eight ball because you didn't know to tell the sponsor, I'm going to race this many times, or I'm going to race that many times, I need this much, I need yep. that. It, it's, kind of, it's been tough. Oh, I, I was... I was nervous. I mean, I would think everybody that relies on sponsor money was nervous. Um, all, all I did was I just I, I reached out to all of my sponsors and let them know that you know this was our tentative start date. I, under knowing the circumstances, if they had to hold off or had to cut back, I understood. Every one of them that I reached out to said, "Nope, we're in 100 percent." Nope, we're in 100 percent. I'm like, "Wow, this." You know, a couple of them said they had to wait to to give us some money. Because the bars that are on the car, obviously bars being closed down, they're not making any money, so right. we had to wait. But uh, I, I just I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe uh, the sponsors that said, "No, we're behind you 100 percent." You know, just whenever you need it, whatever. So it. Yeah, I had a similar experience with my car. So I have a lot of sponsors on my car that are small businesses, and pretty much from end of March to beginning of May, I didn't want to bother them because they're just trying yeah. to figure out how to stay afloat. And I would just kind of have my mind made up. You know what? The ones that have been with me for five plus years, like you have, Mike. Yep. They're going on the car in their normal spot as is. And if they can't do it this year, they can't do it this year. We'll pick you up in 2021. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And every single one of them hop well, back on board. When when Marty and I were talking about this, uh, we said the same thing. Uh, we we were going to put them on the car regardless because uh, if it wasn't for them in years past, we wouldn't be able to do it. Exactly. So. They're going through a tough time being shut down and with everything that's going on. So, you know, pay it forward. You know, that's exactly what we were going to do. And uh, it speaks volumes of the support that we have that these sponsors still stepped up through this hard time and still said, hey, you can't do this for, you can't do this for free. Yeah, and so, you know what's a beautiful thing, too, and, and you're starting to see it is we're the only game in town at this point, right? All the music festivals and all those things just aren't going to be happening. Yep. So what you have now is you have the racetrack, you have a captive audience. Through the first three weeks, we've been up probably 25 to 50%. Yeah. I know that's kind of a wide range. So if you're looking to advertise, you're looking to get in front of any kind of captive audience, the racetrack's a great place to be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our crowds have been phenomenal so far this year, and um, every, everything else is, like you said, everything else is canceled. I mean, come out to the racetrack and support the ones support the ones that are still putting on the entertainment so people can actually enjoy life yet. So, Yeah, absolutely. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, great to see that four car in victory lane. And well, we hope this isn't the only one yeah, this year. So I was gonna say we'll be watching the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's starting to back next week. So well, I know. Get your I, qualifying set up out and get a I, fast time now. You know, your brother, one of your brother's crew guys, came up to me and told me tonight. He says this isn't going to be the only one. So I, it feels good for other other competitors and their crew guys to come up and, and with encouragement too, because that that really means a lot. So. Uh, we hope to have some more this year. Or just keep running consistently competitive. That's all I. That's all I really ask Absolutely. for. So, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, a big thanks to Mike King for joining us here on the podcast. Great to have him with us. Fantastic start to the season for the four. Fantastic start to the season for your brother. Let's get to that in a second. Let's start with the super late models and uh, Andy. You've been involved in some interesting uh, races at the start of the season. We should go back to week number one. Casey Johnson winning. Dominating. Fast time. Yeah, Brent Strelka finishing second. Brent Strelka wins on week two. Good run for him. Might have been a little different if it wasn't for an incident ahead of him. You and Jesse getting together. Seems like you guys have buried the hatchet. Ish. Maybe not. Raced well together tonight. Yep. Okay. It's a great thing about race car drivers. It can be the rivalry, but still, when it comes down to it, running clean. Yeah, Jesse had a fast car tonight. We qualified 1-2. We were running 1-2 last week when we kind of had a minor disagreement on the track, and we both view that situation two different ways, uh, which is fine. It's okay to agree to disagree. Uh, me and Jesse finished 1-2 last year three times, so... 
I knew we'd be, kind of be in this scenario again. I didn't think it would be right away the next week. Um, but he definitely had a strong car tonight. We both came from the seventh row through the field and uh, was going to try to give him my best on that final restart with nine to go. And we were side by side and just he had so much uh, so much motor and was so strong on the outside groove he was able to pull away and secure that win tonight. And it kind of seemed like your car was a little bit better on the longer run I noticed because when we got toward the end there were nine to go on the last restart and then you started to kind of close in back on Strelka and your car looked like it was going to be a little bit faster the longer things went. Yes. Our, uh, we built a new car this offseason with Travis Dassault. It's got a completely different setup in it. Uh, a lot of it is set up like the Fury cars that you see uh, down south in the Midwest Tour. and uh, It's really set up for the long run. So uh, the first three weeks we've, we've had a really good car and moved forward in all the races and just kind of hoping they're staying green because the first three weeks I think – We've had a lot of yellows and a lot of red flags. So uh, all in all, it's good. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good competition. Bobby Kendall came through the field tonight before he had his issue. And Brent Strelka uh, winning last week, but two second-place finishes to start the year as well. So a first, a second, and a second for Brent. It's going to be a very interesting year in the Super Late Models, and we saw that tonight. The Kind of the big flip of the season right now is Chase Motorsports, Eugene Gregorich in for the weekly program. The engine got sick. Casey Johnson doesn't come back. He was point, used the point leader coming in tonight. Runs the opener and the red race. He'll be back for the white and the blue, but now championship chase, wide open. And it's a short season, so here we are three weeks in, and it doesn't seem like we've got that much racing in, but there's only 10 weeks to go. And you throw in a couple rainouts that probably are going to happen at some point. Now we no. got eight weeks to go. Don't even. No. <laughs> not happening. Country USA week, it always rains. I don't care if Country USA is canceled or not. It's going to rain. <laughs> Matt, dro too. Matt drove through a tornado last year to get here to watch it rain. I did. I did. I remember that. In the town of Pipe. There was a tornado. Oh, yeah, that's right. A tornado through the town of Pipe. But anyway, interesting here. It's wide open now. Stroka has to be leading the points. I haven't seen official numbers. I'm pretty but sure. I would with say a, unofficially. two seconds and a win. Unofficially, it's got to be Stroka. And then uh, second is probably Efforts. He's yeah. got three top fives. Very he won consistent. the dash tonight. Very consistent. And then me and Jesse and Kendall are throw blanket over third through fifth. So. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see a repeat of a couple of seasons ago where we had about five, six guys as we go into that last month that are going to be eligible to win this championship. It's going to be really interesting, and with the shorter season, it's going to come down to qualifying, who's in the dash, and who finds a way to finish in the top five every week. And if you're outside of that, then uh, it's going to hurt you, and it's going to be hard to make it up mm -hmm. with how competitive it is. And kind of the same deal in a limited late models. I think that's going to come down to a couple of guys. Right now, I'm looking at two. Obviously, we got to talk about we'll throw in a third because he joined us on the podcast, Mike King. But Brian got off to a really good start. The two wins had some issues tonight with the electrical problems backfiring. Eddie Munster had some issues. Brendan Reichenberg had some issues. Obviously, Brazen Bennett's going to be part of this equation. But I think like we talked about with Mike, the really neat thing right now that we're watching in the late model class is just the way they've been racing the first three weeks. A lot of respect, a lot of give, a lot of take, a lot of good racing in that class this year. For sure. And uh, they have some strong cars, and you throw in there, like we talked about earlier, Brandon Reichenberger with a new team, getting back on the half mile at a fast time last week. You know, he's a consistent driver, and he could put his name right in that mix too. Um, Brazen probably took over the point lead tonight with uh, Brian's cars having an issue, and Brazen ended up third, I believe, mm -hmm. yep. behind Chase. So it, it'll be an interesting year. It'll it'll come down to August for sure. And it won't be wrapped up before then. Yeah, and by the way, I also want to give just a quick shout-out, you know, to Brian Henry, who is a rookie in the division this year. He's off to a really, really nice start yeah. in that seven car. Off to a really nice start. Yeah, what Brian? about those uh, dirt guys that just makes them really good for that late model division? Because late model seems to be a little bit more consistent for them than 
you know, super stocks or quarter mile late models or anything like that. Must be all that sliding around you do with uh, the 8-inch tires instead of the 10-inch tires, right? <laughs> that very well could be. And Brian Henry, he's raced a long time for those who don't know him. Uh, he ran the Grand National Division at Oshkosh for years before Oshkosh shut down. And he's been wanting to get on the asphalt side for a while. He's had a car. His dad's been helping him. And he's just kind of been patiently waiting to uh, come out, he, he, practicing, getting ready, and did a nice job so far at a couple top fives. And I don't know where he ended up tonight. Was he? I think he was right up there right again. There again so. Yeah. And I uh, should mention as well, he ran the CWA Tour, the entire CWA Tour last year. So. It's kind of a good way to get acclimated. And that's not exactly the easiest place to get used to an asphalt late model car because they run on those very hard Towel City recap tires, which actually end up being about two seconds slower than a late model or a super late model. So you really got to learn how to wheel a race car on those things. Yeah, you're really sliding around like you're on ice. So. Mm, yeah. Car control. Absolutely. So that's been good. And we talked about this a little bit with Mike while he was there. How about that quarter mile late model class? You know, for a lot of years since its inception, it's been sitting around six, seven, eight cars. Maybe on the off night, you might get nine or 10. What are we up to now? 14, 15 of those cars. Great jump that they made this year. A lot of hard work done by a lot of those drivers, the drivers, and then a couple of people involved in it as well. They've really put the time, the effort, the legwork, and now it's finally paying off. Yeah, and hats off to the people in the offseason, too, that put in the work. Um, for the last two or three years since its inception, that was a standalone class. They did their own thing. They did their own payout. Now this year they've been um, introduced into the Fox River Racing Club, actual membership, rules, everything. They're an official division of the club. And I think that gave a lot of drivers confidence to – build a car and get it out there knowing that it's also part of the club and it's accepted so um, a lot of people supported that and got that going Jim Duco uh, Pete Birkin they're kind of where the behind the scenes putting in a ton of legwork uh, getting that to where it's been and it's really cool to see it take off my championship pick in that division you Nick, have one Nick Van my, I, I my prediction I could not predict one for the life of me for that division I'm going with Nick Van if you can make your way past Rich Bickle to win a race, you got to be sitting pretty. He, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He drives hard. I mean, hard. He's probably the hardest driver I see out on the quarter mile. He's got a lot of experience in the Superstock class. He does. He does. And he's got a good car together there. And I'm going to tell you, if you can make your way past Rich Bickle, you got to be doing something right. Definitely got to be doing something right. Another another thing we should mention is uh, this year, we've only seen it once. That was week number two. The introduction of the V6 Rovals, Broadway Automotive Group. Neat. First week was neat. Love to see more cars out there. It's a start. I'm going to put it out there. They'll get there, but I liked it. It's the same thing as what happened with the quarter mile late models the last couple years. Six, seven cars. Doesn't really put on a show. You put 12, 14, 16 cars out there, you're going to put on a show, and it's going to be a good show. And you know what? I think the evolution of that class, where we saw the quarter mile eight model take a couple of years, I think the evolution of the V6 Robo class is going to be a little bit quicker because those cars are a little bit easier to find, a little right. bit less to do to the race car to get it out on the racetrack. I, mean, sure I think we we'll could, see a quicker evolution of that I'm class. sure we could just go out on the street right now and find a dozen cars that would fit for it, and you just need to spend $500 to throw a roll cage. I, wish, really I, the, the, I wish I never would have got rid of my 89 Buick Regal. <laughs> would have been perfect. And really the mindset behind this with uh, Kurt Schweitzer introducing this into the in the club was to get more people involved in the club. So there's a lot of people that have cars laying around, want to get involved, maybe don't have a ton of money, and uh, you're getting some of the guys that maybe have been involved in the Enduros, in the Demolition Derbies, even at county fairs, what have you. Get them involved into our racing club, and this is a good way for to get them started. And kind of neat, too. It's a catch-22 for me because I like to see race car drivers that I know and I recognize. 
But last week in that V6 Roval class, when I was handed the driver's list, I didn't recognize any of them. So it's bad for me because I don't know who these people are, but it's good because it's a lot of new blood coming to race at WIR. Exactly, and that was the point. Yeah, and kind of hand-in-hand with that, you look at that V6 class, you take a look at the sizzling fours, off to a good start, Scott Wolf, the Beatty clan, Scott Wolf. Evan, He's Ethan, here. all, all kinds Wolf. of race car drivers. Hey, Wolf. Scott Wolf. He's on his phone. He's busy. Fast time, feature wins. Let's talk about your win here. Scoots. Which win? For, uh, Week one. won. Remember when you won? No. Okay, bye. Remember when you almost won? Like yeah. tonight? This, yeah, that was tonight. disappointing. What are you going to do to beat those babies? They're pretty good at this stuff. I don't know. Build hope, an for, escort. hope for some luck. <laughs> <laughs> that caution, that, man. I swear that car was three lanes wide. His car? Well, I mean, his car for the, well, no, not really. He just ran away with it week one. But uh, the Beatties, they have wide cars. Well, they've been good. They've so been since good in this you're class here, for a I while. have a side story I got to tell you. Uh-oh. I was going to tell you Sunday at Slinger, and then I forgot. So my daughter and my wife decided to do some tie-dye stuff. They did tie-dye T-shirts. They did tie-dye socks. I heard that's back in. Homemade tie-dye. Okay. So Beth says, hey, I'm going to grab one of your racing shirts to do this tie-dye so you don't get regular coats dirty. I wake up Sunday morning, and she's wearing a Little Scoots racing T-shirt doing tie-dye. I should have took a picture for you. It was classic. Sounds like she's got great taste in drivers. You'll never see Beth in a racing anything, (laughs) and she's got a Little Scoots shirt on. There you go, bud. She must have knew you one week one. Scoots, you're making waves. Doing the can out there. <laughs> now you have two cars this year. Yeah, yeah. I got. Uh, you just have a backup, or is this for that's other a dirt tracks, car, isn't it? The 141 the car. So I had been racing it at 141. It was built originally as a backup travel car. Right now, it's a really good paperweight, but we'll get it back together and hope I never need it at WIR. That's is a- there a possibility you could be like your? Uh, your uh, mentor Dennis Chase and have two cars out there racing the, the same night. There's you a get, possibility. Like, strong in the better other. question. Who would do the, well, wait a minute. I got a backup for the video. So better be question. Is it a rent to ride? Ever and how much the videos for me to anyway, <laughs> So I even take them. You never upload them. Yeah, I do them as video as uh, DVDs. At the end Are you gonna of answer the question? Uh, no, not really rent to ride, but right. we'll. Uh, I just asked him how we'll much it would see, take for me to rent. We'll see. We'll see how it's we're looking towards the end of the season. And more for Matt or more for Courtney if Courtney wants to drive it. Oh, she's nuts, dude. She'll run it. <laughs> She'll run it. She might win. Yeah, I'd get showed up in my own car. That'd be really good. <laughs> she might win. She might win. So I don't and know what your problem is, man. This thing runs real good. But I will say this. If Gran Turismo is any indicator, I'm better. So uh, tell me. You're on the RSX, or what do you drive on there? Um, I like the Junior Red Bull. So you got the big wing on the back. You're one of those guys. Yeah. Scooter, I'm going to ask you this. How does it feel being .035 seconds away from a sweep. I would thought you were going to go with .035 BAC right now because oh, look at him. It was disappointing. <laughs> I really thought I had it. I thought I had that. So we'll just have to keep trying. We'll see if we can make it happen, though. It's all right, Scoots. You're off to a good start. Yep. Keep digging. Did anybody ever tell you green's unlucky? Why is your car green? The other one's, like, red, right? Yeah, red, white, and blue, actually. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't Bring paint that one it the same. July 2nd. I wanted them to be different colors. I was told I got to make them the same color so when I wreck one to qualify, I can bring the other one out. But <laughs> Speaking of colors, did you wear your red shirt last week? No, I couldn't find I it. That. I couldn't find what it. What the heck? I you couldn't broke find tradition. it. Is it because it wasn't officially the red race? Well, part of the problem is I probably don't fit into it anymore. Thanks a lot, COVID. <laughs> the second, COVID. Yeah, the second Quarantine. part is I think it's probably in storage somewhere inside a bin somewhere. Oh, hey, uh, are you like... Officially in a place now? In Lake Geneva? Yeah. Yeah, for almost a year, bud. Okay, because the last time that we did a podcast like this that wasn't five minutes behind, you were still kind of yeah. in between. I Some liter- of us still talk and stuff. Other I than literally podcasts. live 
keep, yeah, keep I literally touch. live less than a mile from where the racetrack in Lake Geneva used to be. I'm sorry I got married in the offseason. <laughs> everything changed. Okay, Andy? Not we, everything. Hey, we were there. <laughs> Your haircut stayed the same. Yeah. You, yeah. We could have yeah, objected, but we didn't. No. <laughs> we let you go through with hey, it. Hey, Teen Wolf didn't change. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's still short. It's not Teen Wolf. Thanks, Scooter. Right Keep it rolling. Yeah, thank you, Scooter. Oh, thanks for having me. Good start to the year. Fun class to watch. You guys keep that up. Red, white, and blue car, July 2nd. Yep. Do it to it. We'll see. Or right. for the got to get it running blue. again. <laughs> All right. So that is the four-cylinder <laughs> class, which has been entertaining the last couple of years. Still is. Other classes on the quarter mile. Super stocks. Decent car count this year. Decent car count. Shane Krieger. Shane Krieger's been it's good. out of nowhere. Fast time week one. That's Rachel's old championship car. Is that? Okay. Yep. I was wondering about that. And then Greg Hauser with a car that he's apparently been working on for years. Painted like one of his dad's old cars from back well, in the day. Well, I, I had talked to Robin a little earlier on tonight, and she kind of told me the story behind it that Greg kind of wanted to build that car with his dad, and, of course, dad passed away very sadly uh, quite a bit ago, but they finally took the time to build the car, and here it is, built from scratch, another Greg Hauser creation, and week one, right to victory lane. Oh, yeah. Right to victory lane. And in a very entertaining feature, it might was. I add. It I was. Mean, second place must have been taken by about seven different people during that race. Very unfortunate. There was a yellow on the last lap after the white flag fell. Tony Wills driving the 63 outside. A lot of room out there. And one more lap. Yeah. Could have got was, her done. That was probably the most entertaining super stock feature I've seen since Doogie and uh, Dylan Wenzel were together in the station wagon. And speaking and, of Dylan, yeah, Wenzel, where is he? Because you guys are kind of, you're pretty tight. He's, he's in you're the ten tight. pit stall. He's uh, he's really been a big asset and a big help to our team. And uh, trust me, he's paying attention weekly to what's going on in the super stock division. He says he's not going to race this year, but the more we'll he watches and sees like Hauser win and stuff. I think it gets his wheels churning that you see the pink three just make I like appearance. it. I want to see it. He's got that competitive drive I in think him. That, I think it's more than just you and me that want to see that pink three to come out. Definitely I think there's a lot of people that, that do. Got to see that. Stay in the man race, by the way, August. Dun, dun, dun. Just, just putting that just out there. Throwing it out there. Put that good thing to throw out there. Wisconsin Sport Trucks. Bobby Watcher has been good. Start of the year. Fast time, heat race when he's leading most of the race, and I think, okay, it's done. They get a restart with a couple laps to go, and then suddenly Kylie Vandermoss was just sort of Says, hanging out I'll in second that. all the time. That truck gets going faster, and she ends up picking up the win. You know what I noticed? The temperature changed a lot during that race. Really? At the, at the start of that race, I was cool down quick, roasting up in the booth. And by the time that the yellow flag waved for the last caution, I was starting to feel pretty okay. All it right, somebody former, get Dan at Sport Truck Racer Andy Monday. Big difference there. That's a, that's no, a big I'm thinking deal. Dan should probably get a COVID test because that's one of the symptoms is you have the ranges of oh, temperatures. Uh, uh -huh. So you went from uh -huh. 102 down to 93. We should probably <laughs> get you a test. Well, if he's got it, we've all got it. Now we're all immune. But yep. Andy Monday, let's. Let's entertain Dan's idea here. If indeed that is the case, that's a big difference in those air-cooled sport truck engines. The big difference on those is on the jetting. So they're very sensitive on the jetting, which is the amount of fuel going in the carburetors going in the engine. And uh, if you're jetted just a little bit off and they have that big temperature change, you could have one truck running lean and one truck running fat and... One could start picking up where the other one's kind of dropping off. So you never know. It's a factor. There's a lot of variables. Tires, obviously, a big variable. Mm -hmm. Kind of seem Driver like fatigue is yeah. another variable. I don't know. I think Bobby's ready to go. Oh, I yeah. think he's all right. But uh, Where's I, KQ been, friend of the podcast? Not, not great, unfortunately, for him so, to start the year. Kyle Cole is kind of like this. Championship, not a great year. Championship again last year. Not so good to start off this year. I, I don't know what that is. Knowledge. I have insider knowledge. Oh boy, go Dan. So I, uh, a certain person who is in the bar right now has told me that every time they win a championship, Jerry Quella, who is Kyle's dad, wants to get out of racing, and they 
sell the truck that won the championship. And then sometime before the champ- before <laughs> the season starts again, he buys another one from somebody else. Mm. And they got to figure that one and out. And they got to figure that one out. Takes them a year. Yep. And then by the next year, their championship material sensible, again. Sensible. Sensible. Maybe they can do it a little bit quicker this time. Maybe about. Sounds like I should be a sport truck broker. I should just buy it, knowing I can sell it back to him for more money. There you go. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. By the way, uh, number 12 truck out there is Kyle's yes. championship truck from last year. Larry, Larry Blado. Larry Blado. Rookie. Yep. Rookie. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. What a figure eights. Should we get the winner on? Craig Krieger, where is he? He's a popular Krieger. He's a popular guy. Will Krieger. he come pick up the winner? Microphone? Here he comes. Russ Lorbecki does not like me calling it the Russ Bus. Nope. But it's the Russ Bus. It's the Russ Bus. Figure eight, so we might as well the talk worst the thing wiener. you can ever do is tell me you don't like the nickname I you gave you. You want me to sanitize this? <laughs> it, because I'll probably keep saying it. So it's the Russ Bus. <laughs> Whoa. Hi, Craig. Hey, uh, did you tap out those little uh, divots in your bumper after the one car was kind of hanging on you there? No. I think there's probably a lot of them. I didn't look. That was a fun race, you though. you have a one car pounding on your rear bumper? I did. I know the feeling. <laughs> oh! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> There's a winner. <laughs> no, that was a fun race, though, actually. Probably the most fun I've had in a car in a long time. Looked good. Yeah, it was another good race. Yeah. I wasn't actually even planning on bringing the car tonight. Had problems with it last week and just wasn't going to race. My kids talked me into it, and Hauser gave me a radiator and said, try this out, see if it stays cool. So I actually never even took it off the trailer from last week, so it was quite impressive to make like the victory stayed, lane. It kind of looked cool. like it stayed cool until you got to victory lane. Yeah. That's actually an oil issue i got to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> when I stop it, why does it overheat? It wasn't even overheating. It just oil dripping out of the breathers on the exhaust. That was that, huh? Yeah. Decent car count in the figure eights this year. Nice to see Nick coming up, Nick Osberg, the one, the one that we were talking about a little bit. Yep. I was actually just trying to talk him in. He said he's going to run all of June, and then he's done. I'm like, you had to bring it up the rest of the year. You're running good, and be good to have him out here for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's making it interesting, I'll say, because it's just a new variable that nobody knows up here. Yeah, that's a shot heard from nowhere. That car's fast. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was good tonight. Yeah. Oh, you guys have been doing this forever. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. You guys said you've, I'm sure you've done it too. You know, you look at the lineup and you pretty much played a race out in your head and the green flag dropped and he took off and I went, whoa, that's new. <laughs> yeah, what I thought was interesting is however many times you seem to gap him a little bit, he caught you every single time. <laughs> yeah. And it would just be bump, 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 yep. bump, bump, going into the corner, and then you slide through the corner and gap again. I was watching him in the mirror, and I told him, like, there's no way I could keep up to you down the straightaway. It wasn't, so I had to get around you. Once I got around you, I was just, I realized I was faster than you in one and two, so I'd slow up, let you hit me, get away from me, and hope I could make it to the next corner before you got there again. And it worked. So I got a non-racing-related question for you. So, Craig, winner tonight, also owner of the X-Bar, sponsor of the podcast. Uh, COVID-19, our favorite topic, hit in March, and you got told you had to close your doors here. How was that kind of whole experience for the last couple months? It was not a good thing. Uh, (laughs) As a business owner, when you shut down that long, it's kind of a – I was actually to the point where I almost didn't reopen – a lot of money that gets taken up trying to pay the bills and not knowing what's going on. But yeah, because the bills keep coming in. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Dan talked me into opening. Uh, what was that two weeks it was ago? The opener. It was for the yeah. season opener. It wasn't even open at that point. He talked me into opening. Glad I did. Ran into a lot of problems, you know, when you're closed up for two months, two and a half months, whatever it was. We ran into plumbing issues, cooler issues, and one thing after the other. But it's kind of nice to be back open in full swing. Yeah, glad you could do it because it's just, like you said, it takes such a toll on all the businesses with everything going on. Plus, not to mention, not just the facility, but on the employee side. you got employees that are working for you, bartending. Now they have are filing unemployment or doing what they got to do and then trying to get them back once you reopen. Yeah. can work. I'm sure I that's lucked, kind of a mess. I lucked up. I, uh, I only lost one bartender through the whole thing, so it turned out pretty good. <laughs> 
I don't know if we know that guy. Do you know that guy? I don't know. He's been giving me a hey, lot of crap. Are you all the night. guy who drives the short bus? We didn't talk about that. <laughs> this is why we don't have Russ on the podcast because he invites himself on anyway. We don't even need to have him on. He's going to be on anyway. You hear him whether he's on it or not. Yeah, exactly. No, it's all good. All is all is good. But yeah, I just wanted to ask you that to get kind of your perspective with everything going on. I think a lot of people assume uh, the challenges you potentially have, but to be in your shoes and try to work your full-time job, do this, and run that around, yeah, and, and it was try a to dis- figure out where everything's at. It's definitely a decision. You said that my normal job's pretty slow. This, you know, two and a half months is kind of a challenge you got to overcome, and big decision to make I guess yeah but I'm glad we went this route yeah well it's great to see you back open it's beautiful in here I've seen you done a little remodeling so yeah great place to come on down and check it out almost didn't find the microphones for tonight took me a little bit to find them but way to go team we have hit on you? Huh? did we have them hit on you you did Randy <laughs> didn't know your mom didn't know bartender didn't know Kyle were they so- didn't know. Were they socially distancing themselves from me? They you? were. <laughs> oh, bunch of words I don't ever want to hear again in my lifetime. COVID social distancing. Uh, Physical distancing. <laughs> Self quarantine. Fourteen days. All things I could take a hike. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, Craig, thank you, and thank you again for having us down here, and. Uh, Everybody, you got to come check out the X-Bar downtown Kakana. Thank you guys for being here. Absolutely. I think we can put the wraps on it. We're back next week. Kids get the ice cream. Ken Sports and Fast Comfort VIP going to be presenting the action. Racing has been awesome. Crowds have been awesome. No reason not to come on out. 6.30 start time each and every Thursday night at WIR. Yeah, and for those who haven't been out yet... um, Feel free to come on out, check it out. There's a lot of space to spread on out. Um, if you're not feeling comfortable sitting by other groups of people, there's the grassy area by the pavilion. There's the grassy area on the other side in turn four. Uh, everybody's just kind of a little different with how they feel about everything. And uh, feel free to come on out and have a good time. And uh, the weather's been great and the racing's been great. So keep it rolling. Absolutely. FRRC.US, Fox River Racing Club on Facebook. And uh, I've been signing off this way at the racetrack. I'm going to do it again here. Shut off the news. Look at your neighbor. Give him a smile. Bring a little bit more love to this world. We all could use it. And stay out of trouble, everyone.